0: The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the DVM production empire. That's how you know it's good.
1: This is a DVMPE production. Join the empire today at DVMPE.com. Welcome back to Checks and Balances Podcast, your edutainment podcast. I'm your host, John Madison, representing the left. Happy to be here as always. And to the right of me, uh, always very much to my right, is, of course, Eric Schwartz. How are you doing tonight, Eric?
0: I'm exhausted. I'm good. I don't know if anyone out there has ever had a newborn, uh, but this is my second Newborn, and doesn't get any easier. And I, I may fall asleep during the show, but I will do my best to argue with somebody.
1: That's good. We're, we are looking for a fight tonight, Eric. So please. Okay, I'm for it <laughs> And also representing us, and still has not told us officially where he lies in the political spectrum. Is the enigma known as Christopher West? How you doing, Chris? Oh, good.
2: Good. Doing great. Oh, man, to be call it an enigma, man, I don't know if it's a compliment or, <laughs>
1: oh,
2: man. but uh, I'm doing good, doing good, you know, same old, same old.
1: So, uh, tonight there was some uh, pretty exciting things in the news that went on. I don't know if you guys caught that the Senate passed a bill unanimously to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. All it needs to do is pass the House and, of course, pass the President, which it looks like it will. But a unanimous vote on that is very good news. And, of course, Juneteenth would be a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery. Yeah, I think I mean, it's a I good think,
0: thing. I, I, I don't think you're going to get much pushback on, on that topic, probably why it's unanimous. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's great. I, I, see, I see no valid argument against that. And if anyone does, they need to find something else better to do with their time.
2: Yeah, no, that's pretty dope. It's pretty awesome. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know if Juneteenth. I forgot. I know I heard something about Juneteenth not being the official day, but it was a it was a day some important documents got filed about it or something like that. But that's dope. I mean regardless, it's the men in the memory of uh, you know, and uh it's it, it's pretty dope, you know. Some people argue Jesus' birthday isn't even on January or uh December twenty fifth. It's like Juneteenth is just, it's pretty dope. Who cares if it's the same day? It's why we're
1: celebrating it's cool i agree it's been really it was a really great passage i'm glad that it's happening um some other things we're seeing recently in the news is uh israel uh this afternoon launched air raids on the gaza strip um so chris you want to take this one and tell us what's going on with israel and gaza
2: yeah so i haven't like i said i have been um uh taking a dive on this, you know, too much myself, but in general, I've heard that, you know, Israel is actually, you know, a state that just, you know, inflicts force upon, or its, it's own will upon, you know, its people and different people, and it takes, uh, it's it's trying to fight uh, the Palestinians for years now, it's apparently, you know, decades have been going on. Most Americans, we think, you know, it's just all oh, religious arguments, yada, 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 people fighting this and that, you know, God, Jesus, not a prophet, Muhammad Allah, you know, it's just, that's what Americans, you know, people that have never looked into it, people that have never gone there, who vacations there too often, how many people, do you know, have, to have gone there personally? You know, most of us just think it's some kind of like old school, long lasting, religious, you know, miscommunication that, you know, between people. But it's actually, you know, Israel being a, uh, imperialistic state, you know, colonizing parts of Palestinians. And like I said, for decades, you know, and uh, it's just terrible to see what's going on because I don't know if any—I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, footage of like the Palestine, like Palestinians fighting back with the Iron Dome and stuff like that, and the and the um, targeted missiles and all that kind of thing. It's it's honestly crazy. It's so why are you playing games?
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna interject one there just because you use some very particular words such as imperial state. Um, Israel is the farthest thing from an imperial state. If anything, Palestine is the imperial state, and I'll explain to you why. So first off, a little bit unrelated to that, uh, this current right now started because Palestine Palestine launched missiles into Israel and the Iron Dome. They launched over 400 missiles. majority of them were stopped by Israel's uh, Iron Dome. So we, we can continue to argue tick for tack of who started this current conflict, but the reality is the missiles were launched first by Palestine. Whether or not they were just or not, when you launch missiles, you can expect other missiles to be launched back. Uh, Israel has – Israel is the farthest thing from an imperial state. Israel is the only country that you'll see that has been pushed around the Jews from Israel – Throughout the entire world history, as far back as we can date. So, to give some perspective here, whenever the Palestinians want to argue about the history, I've seen countless videos, countless people argue this. They always start from right around 19, 1900s, right around World War One. That's when everything starts to them. But that's that's bullcrap. You can't just pick a date in history to start from and say, "See, this is why we're right." There is documented evidence. That Israel and the Jews have claimed to this land dating all the way back to 3000 BC. And if you wanted to dismiss that as possibly wrong evidence, there's even more evidence from the 1500s when the Ottoman Empire captured Jerusalem from the Jews. We have evidence that the Jews were there before Palestine even had a name. There was no Palestine back then. They didn't They didn't even call themselves the Palestinians. The Palestinians started deriving from other groups later on. They were never even there. That's why they always start the argument from the 1900s, because that's the only way that they can win the argument. But the reality is this is Israel's land, and they've constantly given it up. They've constantly agreed to different peace treaties and given up portions of their land. Their land keeps getting smaller, actually, over the last 200 years, not bigger. So I hate this argument that you call you – know, people call Israel an imperial state when it's the farthest thing from the truth.
1: So what I heard you say here, Eric, and I just want to clarify, is that if it happened 3,000 years ago, it should still matter today to those descendants that they do play a role –
0: no, what I'm saying is if you're going to call someone an imperial state, that means they're taking over land that isn't theirs. When in reality, throughout all of history, the opposite has happened to the Jews. The opposite has happened throughout all of history to the Jews. People keep invading their land, keep taking over their land, and then they keep getting uh, it back.
2: I just want to ask you something real quick, Eric. Uh, do, the, do the Palestinians, do they have anything to do with Rome? Or, or am I pulling that of my ass?
0: Um, I don't know if the Palestinians have anything to do with Rome, but Rome invaded Jerusalem. So that goes back to what I was saying about like the Ottoman Empire invaded Jerusalem. Jerusalem was – like Jerusalem back then during Rome and during the Ottoman Empire is the same group of people that are living in Jerusalem today. Those those would be the ancestors of Israel that we know today. So when you – if the Palestinians had anything to do with Rome, that would further support my argument because Rome invaded Jerusalem.
2: Yeah, well, um,
0: like the I temple said, was burnt I down. He's the temple, the, <laughs>
1: no. just to
0: give people perspective, the, yeah. the Israel and the Jews' temple in Jerusalem has been burnt down and rebuilt three times over the last three thousand years, and that's not that you can't argue that that is documented historical evidence, regardless of religion. It has been burnt down and three and rebuilt three times, b- dating back to before Palestine was even a thing. So it's it's the only way you will win an argument about Palestine and Israel being the imperial state is if you start the clock at nineteen hundreds, but the world is much older than that, and that's just that's idiotic to, to start at a random point in history.
1: And that's why the Native Americans should simply kick the rest of us out. I don't know why they have
0: Look, just, then maybe they've got to go all if, the way back
1: they, to the beginning of history and they were here first and we're just nothing, imposing right, absolutely, right now. Absolutely. It, you know, I
0: would I would encourage them to maybe, you know or get some missiles and invade us or something. Yes. <laughs> the point is, the point is, Israel's still there. Okay, so we're that, not talking that, about I mean, ants, that, they're still there.
2: <laughs> that brings me to a, a a question real quick. I mean, that brings me up to a question. I don't know if we should even have this on the show for right now because this isn't necessarily political, but it also draws me back to something else. Um, but yeah, I don't really know much about the issue in Palestine, but that's more or less the mainstream narrative that's being told on everything i've heard from npr to any tv news station that you've heard of you know fox uh uh, cnn yada yada you know that's that's right now what's being told on all of the same you know places and that's that's what i'm hearing but to hear you say that i don't know i gotta definitely gotta look into it because i've seen some you know devastating sad things but it. it's 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 terrible honestly it's a tragedy I, i'm gonna post yeah. i'm gonna
0: for everyone listening i'm gonna post on our uh, facebook page i'm gonna post a link it's about a 20 minute video it's a great video that gives a whole in-depth history of uh israel and the jews dating back as far back as documented evidence that historical evidence that we have it's a great video and at least that way you'll know what to look up prove the video wrong that's fine but it's a great video that 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 goes from the beginning to end it's like 20 30 minutes
1: i appreciate where you're coming from but from my perspective it really gets where these two groups the palestinians um and the jews in israel need to learn to live together because that's their current circumstance and i hope that that day comes i think this is a terrible conflict on both sides and i really do hope for peace for them more than anything else uh I mean, from my personal perspective, the idea of sovereign owning land is, you know, backwards to at least what I believe from my own perspective. So I, I mean, just what, hope they do find a But, no, but it.
0: What, when you're just currently like, okay, so you're comparing Native Americans, and I'm sure actually there's a lot of people on your side that would agree, and which is why I find it funny that people on the left will agree like Native Americans yeah. – should own america but yet for some reason you want to kick israel out so it, it to me it oh seems I, a I, little was, bit I was i was i was legitimately
1: just i was legitimately just trying to debunk your argument a little i wasn't serious about the native americans should take back america because well, but even I still like a here, although, although eric i do have some native american blood in me and if you ask my father it's a lot more than it really is but that, that's a whole different topic but it's that is true that he does uh, like to say that a lot, although it's like so minute you wouldn't even know it. I'm mostly Irish. I think, like... I
0: think it's a little different because it's currently happening. It's not like Israel right now has been invaded, and they were invaded 200 years ago, and Israel wants their land back. Israel is living. The Jews in Israel are living in the land that they have lived in and have been conquered for thousands of years
2: who's in the, who's in the uh is the, and they're is there the now. York, Eric, who's in the um pretty much the open air prison is it the palestinians used yeah. currently
0: in 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 I where
2: believe, uh either one of those nate who's who's putting who in the open air prison I, I i believe the the um what is it i'm sorry the israelites are putting the palestinians in open air prisons
0: I'm not sure the details of that, but I do know that the Palestinians uh, over – I think it was over 100,000 Palestinians chose to stay in Israel and were granted citizenship and the same exact rights as the Jews. And what you're talking about is, is I believe, is a slightly different situation of what's going on right now. And it also so, has to do, I believe, with the Gaza Strip.
2: Are you saying Are you saying that the um, – uh, the fact that the Palestinians would like to stay in the location is is would be evidence or proof that it's exaggerated. The Palestinians,
0: the Palestinians don't want to stay where they're at. The Palestinians want more land that Israel is currently yeah. occupying. So, yeah. so no, the, if if the Palestinians would be happy and content with where they're at, we wouldn't have an issue. But that's right. why we have an issue because we have two groups of people that are both saying this is my land. And one of them is currently living in it, and one of them is not, and that is so, why we have conflict
1: There also has been a lot of claim of racial tensions playing a part in this whole uh, and there very well could be, but to now. me it's
0: moot it's moot though it's moot. No, I mean, they, it's their land
1: families were being yeah. thrown out of houses buildings
0: um where i'm not, I'm not saying Israel... lived. I'm not saying that Israel hasn't or isn't doing anything wrong. Israel's not a perfect state. It's not a perfect sure. country. I'm saying that the conflict at its core, Israel is living in a smaller version of where they've lived their ent- almost entire existence as a nation and as a race of people. So that is all I'm saying. Is Israel doing 100% right? Are they doing anything wrong? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is the conflict at its core, Israel is living where they've always lived. And the Palestinians want to live there. And that's why they start the clock in the in 1900s instead of hundreds of years before that. Because if you, if you actually go back to the beginning, Palestinians have no case. And everything, every argument, every video, everything I've ever heard on the case of Palestine, arguing for them, always starts World War One, always.
1: Well, since we have solved the Middle East crisis, let's move on to our next most interesting topic that's in the news this week. Something about, and I'm sure, Eric, have you already put a bid in? I I understand it is going for sale. They're anonymous, but if you want to out yourself, I heard Hunter Biden's art collection is up for grabs.
0: I have heard this also. Chris, have you heard of this amazing artwork which people apparently are willing to pay $500,000 for.
2: Um, I haven't heard the prices but I've I've definitely heard a little bit of people talk about you know I've, this is something that I have not really looked into. So, but.
0: so uh, from my understanding of what's happening, Hunter Biden is, is, uh, has taken up art, um, at least recently it's made headlines, and uh, some people are saying it doesn't really smell quite right because people are willing to pay $500,000 for this guy's artwork. And some people are kind of throwing up a red flag saying, like, hey, isn't this isn't uh, this seem a little fishy? Like, you know, what's going on here?
1: Yeah. So a counterpoint to that is uh, Mark Tribe, chairman of the MFA Fine Arts Department of New York City School of Visual Arts, He describes it as the colors and compelling organic forms. It's the kind of organic abstraction that I can find easy on the eyes and provokes curiosity. He also makes a case in point that if you were to purchase Hunter Biden's art, and I do suggest it, Eric, it could be good for you to open your horizons to new artwork. (laughs) Um,
0: I I, I don't need to take a mortgage out to buy that man's artwork. It's
1: (laughs) almost guaranteed to go up in value because it is being sold by a president's son. And it's impossible for him to not benefit from being the son of the president. Uh, And that's the case of every president that we've pretty much ever had. Uh, I don't know if you're aware Uh, Ron Reagan, the son of Ronald Reagan, worth about $12 million, was given his own TV show, uh, hosted SNL in 1989, and all of those things were a result of, hey, I'm related to.
0: Absolutely. My question, the question being stated, John, see, no one's arguing that. Of course, you're going to benefit from being the president's son. The question is, who are you benefiting from and why? Okay, being given, you know, getting your TV show because you're famous is totally fine, but who's buying artwork for five hundred thousand dollars? And is there anything going on behind the scenes? That's the question at hand. That's the question. Is is that art really worth five hundred thousand, or is this just a you know pay to play type you know shenanigans that you know people like to conspire? NTS.
2: Let's talk about
0: NTS. So, <laughs> no, so
1: I I would assume then you did have a big issue with the Trump Hotel being built outside of washington dc pay-to-play lobbyists coming in people foreign dignitaries staying there breaking the amount uh i mean potentially I doubt, breaking I, the clause i mean
0: i doubt someone was paying five hundred thousand dollars for a room
1: you've never stayed at a trump property then i mean have you, <laughs> are, you no. are you speaking from personal experience no here? no i i i uh I walked through his uh, hotel in Vegas well before he was president, but back then they wouldn't let him have uh, gaming devices in his hotel because he's Donald Trump. They didn't think he could handle um, having gambling and keep it legitimate at the time. Because Damn. he was kind of known for a lot of scams and scammy things. But I don't or, see this artwork as like dark money at play. I really don't.
0: I think I think it's just because of ever, just just the whole Hunter Biden stories over the last whatever mm-hmm. three years. It it just it just raises eyebrows. I think is what it's doing right now. No one has any proof that anything is actually going on. It's just one of those things where you go, this uh, this smells funny, and people just want to know if it is. Yeah. So, so-
2: I mean, the, art, the art's pretty cool. I'm mean, not gonna lie. I mean,
0: like you know, <laughs> besides
2: all that, I do like the art. It is pretty cool. It does have some kind of um. Did dark you five hundred thousand
0: dollars?
2: i love, I, love, I love how you said it, John. Uh, uh, organic. To me, it looks some, like a little uh. I'm about to butcher this word. some excuse me. Ten-hour shift. <laughs> um, malignant. You know, uh, it looks. It looks. Darkish, something about it. I do like the organic feel. It is kind of creepy, I'm not gonna lie. You know, um I can get the vibe that Eric is getting, even though we, I'm bringing up two different examples of what he's talking about. It is, a bit fishy, and what he's been going through, the stress of it all, you know, what, like, this is, could be seen, you know, as a coping mechanism, what's in his mind right now, what am I seeing, you know? It is very strange, cool artwork. You know, it, it's it is
1: hot. <laughs> Eric, I bet all right. So Eric, obviously you're not vibing the uh Hunter Biden art, but I'm I'm not vibing that. the price tag. <laughs> if I if I ask <laughs> you, I know, do you know where our listeners might be able to find more affordable, wonderful artwork?
0: Yes, I do. I do. Um we have some wonderful artwork that was created by our producer, Danny Reyes. Uh, It can be found on our shop. That's right. We have a merchandise shop where we sell his artwork on shirts and hats and cups and some other items. So just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash checks and balances podcast. Click on the link, shop now. It'll take you right there. Purchase something really cool, and uh, we'll say thank you. We'll even, like, you know, maybe do a shout out if you buy a whole bunch of stuff.
1: And Hunter Biden, if you're listening, we would love to uh, have some of your artwork. We have on. a T-shirt, checks uh, and balances memorabilia. Yeah,
0: we have a special T-shirt, one of a kind. It's five hundred thousand dollars from uh, Danny. Danny Ray has designed it. So Hunter, yeah, tell Hunter you can. Do a quick we'll, swap. Do a, we'll trade. Yeah, we'll swap. Yeah. We'll swap our quick,
1: T-shirt yeah. for your for your painting. We'll even uh-huh. it right there. <laughs> <laughs> so um. It seems like, yeah, that was the most interesting Biden news story of this week. I did think, though, there was some other interesting news on the other side about Donald Trump since the last time we were on the air. Um, Something about he's being investigated by a grand jury uh, in New York in connection Uh, to. What else is new? uh, (laughs) In connection to some tax fraud um, or potential tax fraud. That involved stating his properties were worth less when it benefited him and more um, when it didn't benefit him.
0: Just like our wonderful governor, J.B. Pritzker.
1: Oh, J.B. Pritzker is not being accused of this currently. Um, Currently,
0: correct, but uh, previously
1: (laughs) um, he had a wonderful
0: fiasco with some toilets.
1: So the breaking news today was that – Weisselberg, the CFO of Trump's, is expected to get indicted this summer. That was, of course, according to the New York Times. Um, And that story had a nice twist that Weisselberg's ex-daughter-in-law is someone who had turned over evidence to the DA's office, uh, potentially sharing information of crimes. Um, So I guess we'll find out if that is coming to be.
0: So what I'll say on that is, one, again, this is a five-year now saga. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, We've been hearing Trump's indictment and Trump going to prison and Trump broke the law now for uh, a while.
1: Um, And if a jury does find him guilty, I would be curious to hear, Chris, what do you think? Would you believe a jury or is this a witch hunt?
2: Yeah, I was just about to ask Eric. I'm like, it sounds like he doesn't believe he would even go to jail. I mean, I don't know. know, I feel like I mean... (sighs) Plus, I, honestly, his record of president is what I what makes me believe he would go to jail. But like every one incident that he has, he's such a con man. He's such a because even when he was doing the Trump Tower before, he we said well before he was um president, he they didn't even trust him with gambling. He that's what he is. He's a money man. He's a he's a, he's a, he's a he's a gambler. He's a con artist, you know. And that's why people like him a lot because he's personable. He has all the attributes of somebody that you would not think i did not vote for trump i don't um i don't like his policies i don't like his um his ideas but at the very same time i don't agree with trump i would say I maybe like maybe two percent of what he ever has come out of his mouth right but with that being said completely not agreeing with this man i like him i think he's hilarious he's very personable he's fucking hilarious i'm not gonna lie you know he's I've, I've been listening to, uh, Fox News and they, <laughs> they love him so much. It's, it's, it's ridiculous because like, I, I mean, like, they like him too much, to be honest with you. They want him to be back. Like Trump's going to be back. It's, it's honestly, hilarious. it's laughable listening to them talk. But, um, they were saying how, uh, you know, we miss him co- being, being on Twitter. I'm like, are you stupid? He's the president. I was shocked he was on Twitter. I was like, what's he, get him off. What's he doing on Twitter? He's the goddamn, it didn't, it, you know, um, but his whole track record, his whole entire track record between cabinet riot, the grandiose versus, you know, all the bad moves he's made, you know, military wise, the people that he's worked with, just gained money. All he did was fix, not even necessarily fix, but all he did was work for the economy. He was an economic man. He should have been, you know, is the president. Is that treasurer. a bad thing? It it is if you're the president. He that that's what he has a treasury for. That's why he has, you know, the second like. He's, don't,
0: he's, don't you want to? So, you don't care if you don't want the president to work on economic policies that would benefit our economy? Is, you don't want sure,
2: um, But what I'm yeah. saying is that that's what he was. That's all he was. He wasn't a president, he was that. You know what I mean? And but that's why the people that liked him liked him so much. Exactly, but they're they're short sighted. Him and his followers are short sighted. That's why they didn't see what was going to happen after Cabo riot. Those were his true bread and butter followers, his true, you know, ride or die people. You know, they didn't they they loved Trump, and that was just the extreme of the same you know political spectrum that he was on. Whether you loved him or hate him, that was the group far end. But even more so, I think that wasn't even everybody that liked him. You're right; a lot of people
1: that's a lot of people love them. Eric, and, um, you... they
2: were short sighted. They were Eric... short sighted.
1: Eric, do you know any ride and die Trump supporters, short sighted like Chris is describing?
0: I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know anyone that is described how Chris is describing. I know plenty. I know plenty of diehard Trump supporters. None of which I would describe using any of those words. Um, but uh, I do know Trump supporters. Yes.
1: <laughs> I thought that was a pretty fair description. I, I liked it, it, Chris a lot. It was yeah, a no, fair uh, question.
0: No. Terrible description. <laughs> Oh, look, I mean, look, I mean. look, all I can say is I miss the days when I'd wake up, pour a cup of coffee, read six to seven tweets of Trump yelling at the fake news and then my wife filling up her tank of gas for $15. Look,
2: I'm not saying it wasn't funny, but I'm like. It wasn't about funny. It was about
0: it was about filling up a tank of gas for $15 compared to I think we filled it up for almost uh, $37 the other day.
1: I I don't think uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden have anything to do with how the price of gas gets resolved and how it works. Um, for instance, are you, you saying so? Wait, you don't are, think I,
0: the policies? Go
2: ahead, sorry.
1: I don't think the policies affect the price of gas at all. Um, one of yeah. the reasons I'm going to say that Trump policies today, policies, because if you're going to say, well, look what happened, he stopped the Keystone XL pipeline. If only that had continued, the price of gas would be cheaper. Well, no, it wouldn't, because we still wouldn't have a pipeline now even if they'd been building it. So the price of gas would be the same. So what policies do you think Joe Biden initiated that are affecting the price of gas now?
0: Well, the price of gas is directly affected by the futures. So the futures market directly... Um, affects the current price of gas. So when you get economic news that screws up the futures market and the and as the word suggests it's talking about the future price of gas which people are buying and trading. So so gas along with several other commodities will be purchased before it's even available. So you can buy gas that's going to be available next year two years from now, five years from now, that hasn't even been taken out of the earth yet. You can buy it right now. It's called the futures. And when the futures market goes up because you have news that the XL pipeline is being canceled, you might say, well, it wasn't there to begin with. Ah, but it was baked into the price of the futures traders. So when the futures market goes up, gas prices go up. So it's not at all a coincidence that the price of gas has risen when news comes out like that.
1: See, I would say since the only country on earth that has cheaper gas than us is Saudi Arabia, uh, that it really is OPEC determining the price. And we're going to sell gas here in this country because we're a capitalism, which I believe in. Capitalism's great, fantastic.
0: Except, uh, capitalism except for the first determines
1: time, if OPEC's selling it for one price, we're going to sell it higher. Uh, otherwise, wouldn't Canada have cheap gas since now they have all this extra gas? Why, why is it so expensive there?
0: So I can't speak for Canada's economy, um, but for the first time under Trump, we were a lar- the largest exporter, and we were exporting gas and producing more gas. We were we were actually becoming energy independent, uh, and so OPEC's prices were playing very little into that because we were producing because Trump Trump's
1: Trump. What, what, what year are we talking about? So many. About? I, I don't know the year.
0: Between tw- between 2016 and 2020, in his administration, we became an exporter, and um, you, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Trump slashed many regulations as it pertained to gas and drilling, and um, Obama had put all of those regulations there. So Trump directly did things that made it easier to produce oil, and – The pipeline is just one of those examples of of making oil easier to get from one place to another outside of just producing it.
1: Because I would argue that about 88% of the gas domestically um, is from here. The price is just determined by what other people will pay for it based in other countries. But as far as the export process goes and exporting gas, it has very little to do with what the price of gas is going to be here. If anything, during COVID and during the Trump policies, gas became so cheap that there were a lot of companies that simply stopped, pre- you know, digging for oil because it wasn't worth putting an American worker to work based on the price of a barrel of oil. And they did. Throughout Oklahoma, lots of places shut down and would not reopen until the I mean, that's, price gas I mean, got high if enough you want, I mean, make it worthwhile. It is,
0: it is a very – I have yet to hear, like – Mainstream anyway. People try to make that argument. Uh, anytime you try to make an argument jobs-related and the Trump – like, tr- tr- the, j- it's really hard to argue that Trump made jobs disappear when so many jobs were created. He well, was responsible for the lowest African-American unemployment, the lowest women unemployment, the lowest Hispanic unemployment and, in the history of the record books.
1: And I would say the highest unemployment since the Great Depression, right? He's got both.
0: Uh, no, that would be China. China so, did that with the virus that came from the Wuhan laboratory. So,
1: China was the President of the United States
0: no, China is responsible for releasing a virus so, that caused our economy to crash
1: so Trump, along with the rest only of the world gets in eric's mind Trump only gets the accolades, never any of the negative things that occurred did the his rest president. of
0: the world 's economy crash, John or just ours
1: i I think the rest of the world, just like the price of fuel everywhere oh, throughout so the was world, that trump 's fault off. was that was was that trump 's fault it's so strange that those things you can 't you know, A so plus it, B is C. Was it,
0: was it Trump's fault that the
1: world's economy crashed? So
0: it's not uh, Trump's. So it's not Trump's fault that the world economy's crash. Whose fault is it?
1: I, I'm going to go with Trump. I'm going to go. So with Trump.
0: Trump is responsible for COVID crashing the
1: world's economy. Got it. Yes, Erica, I'm down for that one. Um, speaking uh, of, since you brought us right here, I know you wanted to talk okay. Wuhan Lab, which I have called uh, the idea that it came out of Wuhan, of course, a conspiracy, and I don't think it has teeth, despite that there are people now more seriously looking at it. So Eric, I'm going to give you the floor on this, because I know you love Wuhan lab talk.
0: I love Wuhan lab. I love any talk where people who are also not experts will just play anything off as a conspiracy theory. As you mentioned, John, you yourself on this show called it a conspiracy theory. I think that word now is being overused incredibly much because... All of a sudden now it's coming back and you're saying there's no teeth. Well, there's enough teeth now that they're actually looking into it and talking about it. So is it true? Is it not true? I don't know. But I really hate it when anything is just thrown off as a conspiracy theory. Who does that benefit, John?
1: Uh, well, I think we, you know, we have a good reason for thinking things like that are a conspiracy theory. Is- um, when HIV came out, uh, the Soviets made it sound like we had produced the virus in an American lab. When, when, SARS, when SARS came out, similarly, um, they said that SARS was a part of uh, a bioweapon that had outbreak. Um, when Lyme disease first showed up in Long Island, they said that it was the U.S. military's Plum Island Research Lab that it got loose. Um, we've heard of these over and over again throughout for decades. So history just seems to repeat itself whenever anything goes wrong.
0: Okay. And when Columbus wanted to sail the ocean and they called him a conspiracy theory, we should have just stopped him, right? We shouldn't have, wait, we should, we should, we should have let him investigate the rest of the ocean. Cause, you're,
1: you're not right? on the theory that Columbus was the first one to really think the world was round, right? Because I know, are like, you on, in-
0: are you on? So, wait, you're, you're not on the theory that they thought he was crazy.
1: Yes, I'm not on that theory.
0: So you di- So, you don't think they thought it was crazy that the world was round?
1: Yes, I would say most scholars during that time, if you were to research it, believe that the world was round already and had proven it. It's the first I've ever heard of that in my life.
0: I believe so, that,
1: Eric. I do. But I do think, hey, I do yeah. recommend you check it out. Chris? Is that I would recommend, stuff? no, no, John, John, I
0: promise you, I promise you, you're wrong, and I would recommend you check it out. I promise What's the you.
1: Bet? What, what hat next week? What bet? What's the bet?
0: What's the bet?
1: Yes. What hat okay, are we wearing? The bet next is week the bet
0: is that if the majority of people in Christopher Columbus's time did thought Wait, the now, Earth was right, I would didn't you say in?
1: I didn't say the majority. I said scholars uh, at the time.
0: I said educated. The,
1: I well educated people. I I mean today there. I will agree with you that there so are hey, a So you, you're
0: telling you're telling me as long as you find one scholar that agreed with Christopher Columbus, you think that the rest of the world wasn't calling him crazy?
1: I said the majority of scholars, the majority of well-educated people at that time.
0: Got it. So about 0.2% of the population of that time makes you think that the rest of them didn't think it was a conspiracy theory. Because I'm pretty sure 0.2% of the population here thought that it came out of Wuhan lab, but that wasn't good enough for you.
1: I I missed that. I'm not sure I followed what you said. I'll say it slower. I'll say it slower. Please, slower.
0: A small percentage of experts... thought it came out of the wuhan lab you're okay with a small percentage of people believing something as long as it agrees with your argument but when it's the same thing back at you you don't agree with it and you call it a conspiracy theory it's just interesting to me you pick and choose i i just stay straight i'm okay with investigating everything man i I didn't say it did or didn't i
2: get i get john's point because i mean i mean john i'd love for you to I mean, I'm I'm I might have to look into it also, but I don't know the origins of SARS and all those things you pointed out as examples. Um, maybe you can like let me know, or you know, I'll, I'll just Google it, but um, see see how far that gets me. But um, I do think it's funny with coronavirus specifically. I do think it's funny. I don't know where it came from either. I have no clue you know if i if i know then everybody's going to know i'm telling you right now i don't know you,
0: you know, know it came mean? from china uh, though right you you at least agree right. it originated okay,
2: in china is, i just think it's funny cuz eric i agree with you completely 100% cuz you already said you don't know where it's from you said you believe it's from china right mm-hmm. i do believe i don't know but i do believe it came from china because just think about it there is a lab in wuhan with concentrated amounts of coronavirus and so, the the mainstream public story is it didn't come from here. It came from down the street. You know, it it, it came from a wet market. So somebody who's not following food safety, not washing their hands. There's a constant, there's a laboratory that that is, that was, and is still working on coronavirus, but it didn't come from there. It didn't come from there. That. that, that to me is, is just funny to, to hear, you know, like, it's like, huh, I kind of feel like it did come from that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's literally a lab with coronavirus and you're telling me it didn't come from here. I, I'm sorry, I feel like if so I found so outside of the abortion clinic and there's a grocery store next to it, I'm not gonna think it came from the grocery store. I'm not gonna think this is grocery store's trash. You know what I mean? I'm gonna think this is the abortion clinic off the street's trash. You know, it's it's the same thing.
1: We would need someone more scientific minded than myself because I'll admit science is not my strong suit. Um, But my understanding is one of the issues is when you see a normal cell culture, the fur and cleavage site um, often deletes itself when you recreate in a lab, the way that it uh, comes out. Yeah, Um, And that's one of the things, one of the reasons that the Wuhan lab thing has been, I don't want to say debunked because maybe that's well, here's not the fair, problem. Cause... Hold on, here's
0: the problem, John. Yeah, you're mixing. You're mixing. You're mixing two conspiracy, two what you would call conspiracy theories right now. Um, no one is saying right now. Well, let me let me rephrase that. It is also possible, and this is why what you're saying doesn't necessarily apply. That they didn't create it; they were studying it. They already had it from the wild. And they were studying it in the lab. They didn't – so so even if what you're saying is true, and I don't know if what you're saying is true because I'm not a scientist, but if what you're saying is true – that wouldn't apply if it was a natural virus that they were studying, just like we study viruses. So that is what they're saying: is that they're, they're not saying right now, "Hey, it was man-made by China." They're saying, "Hey, it was in this lab. We don't know why it was in this lab, yeah. but we think that it leaked like out of this lab, and that's how it started." It.
1: So, yeah,
2: yeah I'm They just had it, you know? Right? Like, they were studying know, just give it. me. A-
1: let me just clarify then, they had, because this virus passes man to man, we don't show that it was passing man to animal to man, but simply man to man. So if they just had it, where did they get it from?
0: Again, I'm, I am not the scientist here. I am just the okay. voice of reason that says, I don't know why we want to call everything a conspiracy and not look at it. Like that's the word conspiracy. No, when you say conspiracy, it immediately shuts it down that if, hey, if you're going to look into this, you're a looney tune. That's what conspiracy, our culture has made that word out to be. If you're a conspiracy theorist, our culture as a whole says you're a crazy guy and you're probably wrong. And no one wants to look into it as soon as it's labeled that.
1: I mean, we can't make it that black and white. Eric, who won the election? Legitimately. Who legitimately won the election? Yes. I don't know. Okay, see? So then I would, of course, say conspiracy, which brings us to Arizona election. Uh, I don't know if you heard. (laughs) Wow, look at that segue. (laughs) Cyber Ninja has announced that the counting should be done um, within the next day or so. And then they will start checking whether the ballots have funny folds or funny paper or how it's (laughs) written on. Here's my question, okay? Uh, Legit now. And Eric, uh, you're second here. I got to ask Chris first because Chris totally, is a totally. neutral advisor. He, he said he liked Trump like as far as Trump was entertaining. I don't know who he voted for, and I'm not even going to ask him that tonight. What I want to ask him, though, is if Cyber Ninja came out, which has been seen by at least my side, the left, as a completely partisan nonsense recount, if they come back and say, hey, we found something wrong. Our count's different than their count. To you, would that mean that there was cheating in the election, or would you have to double guess what this was worth, since no one on my side is going to trust the word of Cyber Ninja? And
0: and just pretend, just pretend to take that sentence out for a second, because I feel like that's like like John may think they're they're um, partisan. So take that out for a second. The news says Cyber Ninja. Dispute selection, and here's our evidence. So, what do well, you say, Chris?
2: Well, first of all, they want to recount, right? Or they already have.
0: They're, they're currently in the mi- in the midst of an audit by a, quote, independent company called Cyber Ninja. That has and never – We don't have to oh, – no, don't never audited don't an the election. not that much. Never no, audited
1: it, anything like look, this. Look, but okay. they're, an
0: independ- they're an independent company. So uh, it, it was voted on and it passed – to have this independent company audit the election in Arizona. Now, before the spin comes in, because I can spin and John can spin, they're an independent company. They come out because it's going to end soon. And they say, hey, we think based on our evidence that we've gathered, funny business happened." What do you say, Chris? What, what happens in your mind when you hear that?
2: I mean, this is just, you know, I, I can't remember how many votes did Trump lose by? Because this is just one state. Is it really gonna? Does it?
0: It's Each late. state. Each state. Well, hold on. Each state. Th- here's the argument that's why this is happening in Arizona. He,
2: We're going to try to make state it. Every that,
0: state each. Well, hold on. It, it, it's all. It all. Well, nothing can really. A lot of people are saying that it doesn't matter. Even if every state that's did an audit and every state. Yeah. So, but but each state that he lost in was was like. In terms of percentages, very very close. So that's the whole argument. Is if you just look at the the four main states that were super close down to the wire, which is why everything took so long. It wasn't a like, hey, this guy's going to cream in this state. It was whoa, this is going to be close, and that's why it took you know so long to to get uh, to the end of the election. So. So basically Arizona is trying to make you know is trying to say hey did anything funny happen in our election and if cyber ninja comes out and says yeah here's the evidence it's quite possible you could see states like Wisconsin and Michigan and Georgia and Philadelphia locally also hire firms to to well, audit. not the saying mean, they would look, but I'm just look, saying that would be that is, would be the starting point
2: The point is like sorry no cuz in my mind, that's just you changing your mind. You seen Biden, yada yada. It happened. It's too late because that could be. Serious. So wait, wait, wait. If what?
0: if an independent company came out and said we have we based on our audit and looking at everything, we think there was cheating. You wouldn't care.
1: So but this that is so the thing. Care. This it's is the
0: Eric.
2: The thing is, how do I know the whole thing itself isn't achieved? If it's really that serious, if enough people really want the government and the president to be reinstated, and we're talking about government policies and making a new president. Uh, no, president. you're not thinking
0: long term here, man. It's so, not about so, it's not about reinstating Trump. You don't care if the election was fraudulent. You don't want to fix that for future elections.
2: It, to, to me, it's common sense It's fraudulent. It's, it's, it's been fraudulent every year. You know, there's nothing, you, you can't tell me out of everything. You cheat on your high school pets. You don't think you're good. There's cheating. Well, speak speak to this know. more. Keep talking,
0: Chris. Keep talking. It's fraudulent. <laughs> it's fraudulent every year. Keep going. Just keep
2: it keep is talking. fraudulent. Are you
0: kidding me? No, it's fraudulent. Chris, 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 Chris. I like Chris. No, no, no. Chris is, Chris is, I like him. It
1: is. The amount, of, the amount of voting fraud is so insignificant that they well, actually found – it
2: doesn't matter. It doesn't, who ca- at this point, who cares? It is what it is. It's going to be that. Like w- That's what it's always I didn't be. see this
0: curveball coming. <laughs> I didn't People either. Have
2: either so. no. People have always wanted the fucking person they voted for to win. It's,
0: All right, it's, so let me – so to summarize, it's, 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 you – you, so Chris, you, you, you believe that there's funny business going on in every election. Is what I really like, it. And I don't care. It's it. What do you expect? do? You do you see it from both sides or one side? Like what? Do, what is your? Perspective? Everybody's
2: the same. Everybody's the exact same. Everybody's greedy. Everybody's an ass. Everybody's looking to get on top of everything. And there's already a planned agenda. The problem is who has more money, who who can do it first, who can get to it first. It's just a race, and they just get their people in, and it's just a messy process, and things got to get covered up. And, uh, like, let alone the legal bribery, the non-legal bribery, the fucking, like, just the skullduggery that happens, and all these join, types of things.
0: Join the light side, Chris. Come to the light. You're you're so close. Just just come to my side. And oh, you will be so no. happy. I can teach you the Are ways you of me? the force, Chris. Are you kidding me? I mean,
2: look. <laughs> Look, and this is what I kind of – I honestly want to bring you guys on my podcast because this wouldn't even necessarily be a political conversation. This is more – it is – it trickles down to politics, but this is more of a mindset because it's an ideology. All this shit is an ideology, and it's – honestly, everybody's the same ideology. It's just on a spectrum, or whether you want to be the asshole or you want or you—you want to be the master you want to be the slave. That's all it is, and people are just – everybody's got –
0: why issue. do you so okay so when you say when you say every everybody so you, when you say everyone's on the same ideology are you yeah. saying that me and John are on the same ideology Yes you just on on perfection. And who's our so for me who's my master and slave and who's John's master and slave then Oh
1: no so, I think what
0: he was go Well on. I sorry that's why I'm asking him to clarify cuz that's what I heard just now is that both go of on, us Chris. have a master and slave and I'm just I want to clarify what Chris is saying
2: so it's not that both of you, I mean, to a degree, it is that, but I meant more so. So a person who is typically more, you know, liberal or democratic, that's typically, now some of this gets into neuroscience. Um, it's, it's left brain and right brain imbalance. And it has a lot to do with, you know, whether or not your stress levels have caused you to be thinking more out of your R complex, which is the brain stem. Or um, whether you're thinking mainly out of the um, mammalian brain, which is the middle core, or your neocortex, which is what you would imagine as a brain, the wrinkly, fat part. All that, everything just depends on that. You know, whether are you working under full cylinders or is something fucked up and it's causing too much pressure in the other two working spots? And because of that, your brain compensates. And people don't, people that are typically Democrat, they are typically the ones who want are you know, so the brains
0: the ones I, that are malfunctioning? No,
2: no,
0: both both are malfunctioning.
2: Both are malfunctioning, but in different ways. I'm gonna say this in brutal, um, like brutal, but like uh, uh what is it? Uh, overbearing, rude terms that are truthful. To because to, the, it's the words themselves that are getting to the core. People that are typically of the left want to be coddled and need help from the government and want things to be nice. And want things to be, you know, comfortable and they want things to be, you know, um um sweet and fun and uh but people on the right and and they typically are stuck if you get into my work, the stuff I talk about in my podcast, but um people that are typically like that, they have, you know, all this is psychological trauma. They have what I would call politically mommy issues, politically. They politically have mommy issues. And the right side, the Republicans, they typically you know, they're old fashioned. They like the truth, but they are hurt by things. You know, a man's a man and they like being a man. But when they're not a man, they do feel like um, they, they hate themselves. They do take they take life for the full front of reality. Like they hit it. They hit life harder. But at the same time, they're cold and they're brazen and they're and their asses more typically. Republicans so typically on.
0: hate males. Drive trucks, All right. Else. All right. Hold on. Oh, I, I. OK, so I feel like. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually be nice here to to John too. I feel like I was listening to uh, like a, a caricature draw, like yes. you know, a caricature will draw. So I, like th- there was there's points can, there was point. Yeah, you you, you line you,
2: up perfectly you, to the picture, or you can be far from it. But there but are. I meso- feel like you exaggerated.
0: So I feel like you exaggerated. So for instance, a lot of the conservatives I know, myself included, I hang around with. Um, yeah you know the first part you're kind of right right we we want to take care of ourselves we believe in freedom to make choices uh freedom yes, to take care of
2: ourselves because those are your stapled ideals and you get try to get closer to each each ideal there's a level and you're trying to get closer to the your ideal perfection and it just it's it's a way of life it's a way you want to walk it's a way you want to carry yourself as a man same thing with them they want to be comfortable <laughs> in their bodies they want to do what they want and they want to have, you know, it's it's down to every line. People do, they literally do become cari- caricatures of See, their own ideal. And, and the problem Chris. is, you you don't fit, you don't, you're not all the way in the spectrum because you run at the capital. You weren't, you're not in QAnon. They there are people that fit the little caricatures. You can't. Tell uh, me that wait,
0: all. John, John, I want to hear what you want to say here. Uh, so, in
1: in my case. um I think you got confused. I'm not a normal liberal. I'm liberal elite. So I don't really want any money or anything from the government. I'm good. And I work a lot, Chris. And I do very well. Uh, So do you want to be Like I'm not looking to be coddled. coddled. Okay. So let me give you my definition of conservative, my definition of liberal.
0: Conservative
1: wants things, smaller government. They want um, less change. They want things to stay sort of status quo. Liberal wants to change things in one way or another. But liberal, quite literally, just means I want to change stuff. So I don't well, know I if that's so much a brain thing. I would say, Chris, even if you're not a Democrat, because that that's a different thing. What's that? Why, why
2: would that individual want to change things? Why would that individual lead towards li- being liberal? So it's, hold on, let know, me... You're, you're, looking at the, you're looking at liberal, the ideal word, the word itself, But you have to look at what's in reality, what do we have out here at our disposal, who are the people that are picking these ideals? Why do they want those ideals?
0: But hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the issue I have with this how you're how you're describing it. Are there people on this spectrum that are in the fringe that perfectly fit your caricature? Absolutely. But you can't define a group of people by the fringe because those are not the whole. Those are the fringe. If we were to define the world by the fringe, we'd all be terrorists. But we're not because we're not all on the fringe. So you can't define I mean? a cons- but you can't define a conservative party by the people that are cold-hearted Are there cold-hearted people on the conservative party? Absolutely. But same reason you can't define the liberal party by those that want to be coddled. I'm sure there are people on the liberal party that want to be coddled, and that is why they're liberal. I don't believe all liberals are lazy, just like I don't believe all conservatives are racists. I think there's plenty of racists to go around, and there's plenty of crazy people to go around. But they make up the fringe of any group. So you have to look at the core, the majority of the population. And for conservatives, the majority of the population is people that think the government f stuff up, that the government will never be able to not be corrupt and will never be able to do it better than you can privately. Are we cold? Absolutely not. Conservatives, by a huge margin, give more to charities, do things more for nonprofits. And that's what we believe as part of our conservative values, is that we, as people, should individually choose to take care of other people, not be forced by the government because the government will not take care of them either. They're just going to F everything up for everybody. Liberals, they also have a good heart. Liberals want to take care of people. They, though, want other people to do it, in my opinion, because that's why they want to tax the rich and give to the poor. They want to be the Robin Hood of the world by taking from the rich and giving to the poor, and the government is their means of doing that. Liberals, in my opinion, typically don't believe that the government will screw it up, and they believe the government will do it better than... than the individual people by themselves. And so that is my definition of the differences. I think that liberals are good people and I think conservatives are good people as a whole. I think though that we have very different views on how to actually get to the same thing, which is feeding the hungry, clothing the poor and getting to world peace. We all want that. And we just throw stones at each other because we differ on how we want to get there.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you, you know, you've simplified it too much down to like bare bones that um, we want big government. To step in
2: those were, those on were every uh, issue. Yeah.
1: I don't think that that's entirely what, at least from my perspective, it's the little things that make me a liberal wanting like things what? like single payer health care system or Medicare for all. So do you, I, I so think those are great.
0: Great, but here's the difference between us. You believe – correct me if I'm wrong – do you think single-payer healthcare system, the government will run it well? You believe that, right?
1: I believe the government won't run it any worse than uh, corporations will. Perfect. Yes.
0: I believe they will, and it will destroy our, our – um, our quality of healthcare. Now we don't have to argue that because we're we're getting short on time. We don't have to argue that, but that's my point is, do I want healthcare for everyone? Yes. So do you, but we differ on how to get there because of that reason right there. You think the government will do a good job. I think they will screw it up.
1: Well, but I also go a little step different in that. I think that every person should be entitled to healthcare in this system. And that doesn't mean uh, that only the wealthy it means everyone should be able i to don't do believe
0: that. and there's here's healthcare. a difference i don't believe anyone is entitled to anything the only thing that we are entitled to as people i think the constitution puts pretty cl- like the our our current government better than any other government in the world outlines it pretty well i believe that we have rights which include the li- the right to life and freedom liberty and to pursue not guaranteed there's I think entitlements as it comes to that, unless it's those core things, I don't believe anyone's entitled to anything. You have to go out and you have to get it. Without hurting someone else. Without you know, without infringing on someone else's core rights.
2: That's where I feel like it ultimately comes down to it because that's what I was trying to get at and that's what I come uh speak upon on my podcast the most. Ultimately both of those ideologies are just how do we what do we think is the best way to go about doing right and wrong you know what is right and wrong do you guys truly uh do you believe let me just ask you this because this honestly gives you a good like uh sentiment if you're religious and that helps if you're a republican or democratic do you guys believe there is an objective right and wrong or do you think it's solely subjective
0: john you want to go first
1: Um, I think that right and wrong in some instances could be, uh, as simple as right and wrong where there are right and wrong, but in other instances, I do think there is subjective right and wrong too. It would always depend entirely on, uh, what, you know, what I'm determining right versus wrong, if that makes sense. Meaning there is like is murder, um, a stranger that you've never heard of or seen ever right? no, that will always be wrong, is um, defending yourself from a murderer and murdering a murderer. You just murdered him. Is it right then? Okay, yes, you're defending yourself. You didn't kill him out of malicious intent. You did and it to protect yourself or your family.
2: That's the important part. i I'm sorry, Eric, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, but I feel like, you know, that's the important thing. I feel like right and wrong is discoverable. You have to discover what it is. If you're defending yourself and, and 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 what are rights? Eric, you said earlier, uh the constitution, you know, lists our rights out uh better than most or most or every country. Do you think it lists out all of our rights? And let me ask you both one more question because because you're all right. you're low on time. What what is a right? So what a right, is a right?
0: So so I'll answer both of these quickly. First off, I think that um we're gonna, we might differ a little bit, but I think that they're very much right and wrong is very, can very much be objective in certain scenarios. Um, when it comes to religious topics, that's subjective, but I think objectiveness will go through all religions because religions can twist right and wrong. You know, again, going back to the terrorist you know, example, Uh, you know, it's an extreme example, but it's, you know, they don't believe they're doing anything wrong based on what they believe in their religion. That objectively is is false. I think that as a society, we can objectively look at terrorism and say that under no circumstances, like I'm agreeing with John here, you you can't just go hijack a plane and blow up a bunch of people you've never met. There's no world where you're going to tell me that that's okay unless you like... You know, unless there's a reason because they're, they're not innocent people. But, you know, anyway, sorry, going down a rabbit hole there. I think, tru- I think right and wrong is, is objective in a lot of instances. Um, in terms of rights, uh, what is a right? A right to me is something that doesn't involve someone else to give it to you. If it has to be given, it is not a right. If someone else has to be involved, it's not a right. If you are alone on an island and you need someone else in order for you to have a right, it is not a right. A right is God-given, meaning that no one else can give it to you. It's inherent as a human. So if you require someone else's help, it is no longer a right. So, for instance, healthcare. I don't believe health care is not a right. It can never be a right because you need a doctor. If all the doctors died, where's my health care? How come I don't have it? Because it's not a right. It's an entitlement. It's a luxury. A right I- does not require the government to give it to you. A right Let's the government protect it, not give it if it has to be given it's not a right
1: yeah I, I just I, I can't go along with that I, uh, I think that there's a difference um, that you people should have certain fundamental rights and in some cases they are given um, regardless of you know kind of how you feel we have given everyone so, uh, you know, so name everyone a right, was na- the right to vote you don't think everyone deserves the right to vote.
0: But it's not given, it's protected. It is, it is. No, it's protected. It wasn't
1: protected. No, it had to be given because back in the beginning of this country, it was just old white men allowed to vote. We changed that. No, 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 hold on. God didn't give us the right. Did God give us the right to vote?
0: No, you're getting confused, John. The government was, no, the government was preventing. The government could come in right now and take our guns away and prevent us from self-defending. A prevention does not mean it was given. It means it was taken away. The government did not give women the right to vote. They were born with the right to vote. The government stopped it because the government made a rule that only men could vote. So the government did not give rights. The government protects rights or takes them away.
1: So you, if you can't build a gun, you don't have a right to one. Or if it doesn't I can fall use from my, the sky. I can u- no, no, because if there's no, if there's no gun – owners and you can't get a gun on an island from god then it's not a right i have, the, I have the right i was I listening have the, eric that's yes, what you yes. said
0: and it doesn't say guns it says bear arms i could pick up a stick and poke you in the eye that is an arm that is bearing so, arms so a bearing weapon, arms like fists
1: would be a, a stick but it doesn't necessarily guarantee your gun that is what you, you do
0: said. know that there's actually you love court cases you know there are several court cases that a man's fists are a weapon did you know that holding a fist is a right to bear arms john You don't need a gun. You don't need to build anything. Punching someone in the face is a right to bear arms.
1: Conservatives Eric is saying that your gun rights are not your gun rights. They're just rights to what might just be your face. False.
0: Your right to a weapon is your right. Your right to a weapon is your right regardless of it. So guns are a type of arm that you can bear.
1: Or you could just bury your arm. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I mean, you're making
0: fun. Hold on, Jen. Stop. No, stop. Hold on. You're making fun of me. Please prove me wrong because so far you've given two examples that have nothing to do with the government giving you anything. It has to do with the government either taking it away or protecting it. Government does not give you a gun. The government does not give you a sword. It does not give you a fist. The government does not give you a vote. It can either protect your vote or take it away. Please, outside of jokes, logically tell me something the government gives you that's a right.
1: Give me a right that god gives you go ahead because i need life. that first then i guess life. okay life so you're saying that the government in no way um helps protect your life
0: thank you protect the government protects rights it does not give them
1: well who gives you the you, okay who so god gives god. you the right to life
0: you are born if you are born on a desert island you are still born
1: so what's People the have next been born for what's,
0: thousands of years
1: what's the next right god gives you other than life then
0: the right to protect yourself and bear
1: arms. So God gave you the right to protect yourself and bear arms. What if you were born with no arms, or because you know, that, that happens?
0: But, okay, but God still gives you—you you, you are born with the right to protect yourself. However, you feel you have to do it. The government isn't giving you that right. It's protecting you, but it's not giving you the right to protect yourself.
1: I well, I don't really think the right to protect yourself. I, I mean, I think putting God in the equation kind of makes a mess. of All right, of this fine. Myself, I'll give you another. But, one. Okay, let's move. Okay. Let's
0: move past the gun one, so we because we we gotta wrap things up here for everybody. Um, th- the to to pursue the right to pursue happiness. How does the government give that to you?
1: I I don't think uh, really that that's. I know it's in our Declaration of Independence, but it's not in the Bill of Rights or anything like that. Um, the right to pursue happiness, I think, had more to do with your ability to buy and purchase land and property. All right, fine. Freedom to assemble. Freedom to assemble. You think God gives us the freedom to assemble?
0: I'm sorry. I, do I need the government's permission to walk into a group of people? Um, do I need the government's help to get sometimes. three of my friends together? No, That's inherent. I don't need the government to give me something. I need the government to get out of my way. The Eric, government doesn't love, give love, me the right to to, to assemble. I love, the answer, even, I love
2: the answer, but I feel like the viewer because because you feel it sounds like you're saying a right is anything you are able to do.
0: No, you a know? right is something that doesn't involve someone that you need someone else's help to give well, it to I, you.
2: I mean, well, if that's the case, then uh, right to assemble wouldn't be a right because that involves people and they can just run away from you. But no, no,
0: see, but the government doesn't give it to accurate. you.
2: Yeah, but, but more accurately, I would I would say. A right is anything that doesn't cause harm.
0: So hold on. But you just took it a step further. A right is not a guarantee. There's also a difference there. So you just said, well, you you have rights to assemble, but they could run away. You're right. I don't have the guarantee. The government's job is to protect my right, not to guarantee it. I don't have the guarantee of success, but I can look for it. I can try to get to it. I don't have the guarantee that I'm going to be happy. I don't have the guarantee that I'm going to live. But as long as the government doesn't stop me... The government can protect my right to live, but it's not a guarantee. It's something that you have as an individual, regardless of the government. The government just needs to get out of the way. So and if you need, yes, I got, we'll wrap. No,
1: no, go ahead. Yeah. That's um, it.
0: That's it. I,
1: I, I think it is time to uh, call it. It is your right to have listened to all of this or to turn it off. Um, the government will protect your ability to listen to this podcast i hope I for now um and we did we did miss the really topic i want to hit on this week so um i hope next week we will talk about it it's going to be an exciting topic um i hope you join us next week uh chris final thoughts well um you heard it here folks uh you heard it here first folks
2: you know crazy stuff going out here you know and um You know, just keep it, keep informed.
1: Eric, final
0: thoughts? I think I'm going to go to bed and that is not my right because I can't.
1: (laughs) And tune in next week where we finally find out if Christopher Columbus and the scholars at the time knew the world was round, or if he was truly (laughs) unique and believed the world was round and surprised us.
0: John, I love your
1: <laughs> to argue. Oh, we're checking it out. <laughs> See you guys next week.